Welcome back to the Missoula Podcast. Stephen Resett in studio. Incredibly excited about today's guest that Brandon and I get to sit down with. I first came across her Instagram from my wife of this trendy, cool, awesome real estate agent here in Missoula. And her name is Leland Reed with Revel Real Estate. She's got an incredible story, a lot of challenges she had to overcome. And we're going to get right into that from the start and just the incredible business that she's started here in Missoula. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We love you. Here we go, Leland Reed. Leland, when you were like the smallest of smallest little girls, did you dream one day of being a real estate agent? I did not. No. Okay. No, that's a really, really good question. It brings tears to my eyes. That's, that is so funny. I was going to ask, like, have you watched Selling Sunset? But... <laughs> no, I actually haven't <gasps> because I feel like it's so real estate <laughs> is portrayed as this glamorous, beautiful job. And some days it cannot be. It's definitely not always glamorous. So Stephen asked a better question. So yeah. Okay. Answer his. What did you what did you want to be when you were a little kid? Well, when I was. Well, I. I wrote down in my elementary school yearbook that I wanted to be a killer whale trainer, which is Ooh. so controversial now. Like SeaWorld? I don't even know. I know, right? You can get but canceled like, for that. I know. Everyone's going to delete <laughs> this right away. Um, it wasn't controversial at the time, and I was just a little girl, but I loved animals, like loved animals, and I wanted to be with animals and like be So then I like went down the vet road and all that stuff, and none of that happened, obviously, but um. Yeah, that was my childhood dream. Where did you grow up? I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I've lived in Atlanta, Chicago, Alaska, Salt Lake City, um, a little bit of time in New York. Um, what else am I? Montana. Um, so I've kind of been all over the place. Is that commitment issues or were you military family or? No, it's just my life story. You just love to move. It, well, or opportunities. Opportunities, moving. My husband took me some places when he was in residency, in medical school, um, hence Alaska, um, Chicago. My parents got divorced when I was young. Um, I think I was about fourteen when it was official. Really hard time in my life, and um, we moved. All moved to Chicago to be closer to um, my mom's family, and so that's where my Chicago roots happened. When I was in high school, I moved when I was a sophomore in high school. So coming from Atlanta to Chicago, what was that transition like? Did you hate it? Did oh my gosh. I walked in, I walked into my high school, first of all, and I had the thickest Southern accent. Like, hey y'all, my name's Leland. Like I'm, I'm new here. And everyone was like, who <laughs> so is well. that? Can well, you do the rest of the uh, podcast? Yes, I can. <laughs> just like this little innocent Southern belle that had just gone through something very traumatic. Right. Um, and you didn't want to stand out. Right. When you're a teenager. G going from one high school to another, one high school where um, I had grown up with all those kids my whole life, and then going to a new high school that was um, in Naperville, which is like the top 10 safest sit like areas outside of Chicago in the world, I guess. It's like very, you know, posh. I, I don't know what word to use. It's very snobby. Um, and, um, you know, I was kind of coming from nothing. And so all my... Uh, you know, everybody drove Mercedes to school and BMWs and like I barely had it. My mom barely had a dollar to her name. So um, high school, sophomore, junior and senior year was probably the worst experience of my life, but also made me who I am today. I'm very grateful for the hardships wow. I had during those times. So let me just stop there. What is the one or two thing you say was obviously mm -hmm. you're grateful for? 
what did you get out of that? Um, strength and um, just growing up really, really quickly. Mm. And I went through a lot of different highs and lows during that time. Um, and I really found myself, I feel like I had a pretty young age because I really didn't have anything. I was the new girl. I was the cool new girl. And then all of a sudden jealousy hit in with all the girls in my school and people would yell things at me when I would walk by them. And, um, there was just a lot of trauma there. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, high school's rough. Like we have two boys going into high school and I'm just like, it's just a hard time, especially when you move somewhere and you absolutely do not know, know anybody, but it was absolutely the best thing for my, our family. My mom did absolutely made the right decision. Um, so, but yeah, I, uh, I made it and I look back and I'm like, that was probably one of the hardest things I ever went through. So you build and that, some. you build that resilience. And then where does life take you after high school? Well, we had nothing. Um, my parents got divorced. Um, we won't really go down that rabbit hole cause I'll probably cry. But my mom, um, basically raised three children. She probably made $30,000 a year. Um, we lost our house to foreclosure. And, ah, oh, I didn't think I was going to cry. I'm just so proud of my roots. Do people cry on your podcast? They do now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do every yes, episode. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but, yeah, I um, coming from nothing, it just, like, instantly mm -hmm. ingrained, like, a super strong work ethic, loving people for who they are. Um, and my life experiences have brought me here today 100% because um, – I am who I am today because of those experiences of my childhood. So. So you still have a really strong relationship with your mom? Oh, yeah. And yeah. my brother and my sister, we are like yeah, knit. just a trifecta. Yeah. So it, you said you're so proud of your roots. Like when you look at your mom's life, like what is the gift that she gave you? Like what is the biggest thing that she was able to to give I'm, I'm not yeah, saying I see, this. I see what you're saying. What saying. I, I know what you're saying, and I can answer that. Um, she gave us the gift as children. You know, when you have absolutely nothing and you've lost everything, you can get yourselves out of the depths and you can rise above it and you can become who you dream and want to be. Um, and my, I always tell my mom, I'm so grateful for my childhood and life experience and how hard she worked for our family because we had true, we didn't have money and we didn't have possessions and things like that, but we had love. And so that's something that I wear hard on my sleeve today for, um, she's an incredible woman and fought really hard for us. And, um, I'm just super proud that yeah. people assume I'm married to a doctor. I'm this big blonde bubbly person that um you know I've had this perfect life and I haven't I've really struggled and um you know through my 20s and 30s and now 40s um I'm really proud to be where I am today and my brother and my sister they're super badass so yeah awesome. where are they located in the country um, my fun? sister's in Kansas City Missouri go Chiefs <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, that's that's appropriate and, um, you're good with that I'm going to the Super Bowl this year so I'm excited to yeah so excited and then my brother um and his family live in Atlanta Okay. So where I'm from. Okay. So where did you meet your husband? Oh my gosh. Really? Are we going to go down this route? Mm -hmm. So we were both living in Chicago mm -hmm. and, um, 
he was visiting his sister on a break from medical school who lived here. I was out at my family's ranch in Lolo and um, we met at Charlie B's. Whoa. It was $3 picture night and I wasn't even 21 and we met at Charlie B's and we like exchanged. We met through some kind of like mutual friends that we had brought together. Yeah. Um, and um, we. This did not go the direction I thought I it was know, going. It's it went so better. random. It's so much He's better. like, I live in Chicago. I was like, what? I live in Chicago. And so we went back to Chicago and long story short, seven, almost 17 years later, we've been married for. Yeah. Dang. So you we should be on the wall at Charlie B. Yeah, seriously, yeah, the black and white get, portrait. Yeah, we need to get on the wall. Oh, a Missoula <laughs> podcast love story. I love that. Uh, so you guys go back to Chicago, and mm -hmm. then there's a bunch of school after that. A bunch of school. My husband, um, I went through medical school and residency, and then surgical residency with him. Um, and so we, he finished in Chicago. Um, I was working kind of like in the fashion industry and hair industry, um, doing really well. Like I supported us throughout all sure. of his medical school because he was just such a poor medical student. And do you I remind would, him? You remind him of the, I the good do, old days? I do. Good, I do. I do. Absolutely. He doesn't seem to remember, <laughs> but I'm like, I paid for all the meals. Anyways, it was, um, and then um, we moved to Salt Lake City for his residency. And that was totally a crazy experience and awesome. I love Utah. Amazing skiing, amazing yeah. food. You know, the Mormon culture there really brings a lot of um, flavor to sure. that city. Yeah. I'm not Mormon personally, but I had the most incredible experience. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. So when you, when you guys are in Salt Lake, obviously Montana was on your map. Was that always the plan to try to get back here? Always. So my husband, husband did his undergrad here. Okay. And so um, my family's ranch was here. Um, I was a mountain girl. Like ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to move to the mountains. I felt free probably from my, you know, I don't want to say trauma from my childhood, but like from my upbringing, I felt so free in the mountains and I loved the fresh air and I loved horses and um, I'm an equestrian. So that kind of brought some to it. Um, so yeah, that was our plan, but it didn't really go that way at first. Um, we did uh, three or four years in Salt Lake and then a year for a surgical residency. And then we actually, he joined a practice in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. And my mom goes, honey, it will be okay. They have a Nordstrom there. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably fine. I was like a city girl, you know, I'm like, I can do this, you know? And I thought I wanted to live in Montana. So Alaska has got to be similar. similar. Oh no, 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 no. It is the, it is on steroids compared to Montana. I mean, so that was interesting. Had a baby, my first, James, who, you know, uh, three months old, moved there, um, hiked around with a Magnum 44 attached to my chest, um, caught the biggest fish I've ever caught, salmon fishing. I mean, it, it was like the real deal. I mean, I got into hunting, backcountry skiing, heli skiing. We did it all. Dang. Um, it was really, really, really a dark time in our life because we were like new parents just starting out, like starting to get our, you know, finances together and all that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, Mike and I, uh, Mike could have lived there forever if he was a single guy, he says, because it is like a man's paradise and women's paradise. Cause I know women are, he looks like an Alaskan. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. he dresses like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, which isn't a whole lot different than a Montanan, I guess. No. He, I mean, he fits in here. Yeah. It's a super special place. But we ended up, 
um, really missing just the ease of like, like to get from Anchorage, you have to, you have to fly to the lower 48. Then you have to, so it was always like three or four flights. Right. And let's be honest. Um, it is negative 30 people are complaining about right now. I mean, it was like that for six weeks in Alaska. And so, um, and then the summers really kind of top out at 70 degrees. And so I really, we just missed that like seasonal warm sunshine and some other things. And so my husband left that practice and bought a practice in Missoula Nice when it was available. What year was that? Oh, heavens. Um, that, that probably was a good 13 years ago. I don't know the exact year I should, but I don't. Okay. Um, I can count backwards. Before we jump into Leland getting to Missoula, let's go through our burning okay. five questions. Some rapid fire questions Are for you, Leland. Are you ready for oh, this? Bring it. Okay. Number one, what was your first initial memory of Missoula? First time you came here? Um, absolutely beautiful. The sun was shining. I remember we drove from Alaska to Missoula and I remember like just the sun was shining. We were surrounded in this bowl by mountains. Absolutely incredible. I loved it that it was a college town, super young. Um, I felt like my life was starting. So I have a very good memory. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. What is your go-to coffee spot in Missoula? Ooh. Okay. Um, I, I go to all the local, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, believe it or not. I'm kind of a tea drinker. Really? Am I going to disappoint you guys? I thought all real estate agents lived off coffee and- I am high anxiety. So like, I don't need a lot of coffee. If I have a cup of coffee, it will be a local place. We'll go with our team um, in the morning, but I'm usually like a chai or a hot tea So girl. where's your go-to for tea? Uh, I'm not letting you escape the, the Montana question. Tea Company or uh, the Missoula Tea Company. Missoula, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Montana Gold? The Montana Gold. Love, Love it. It's my favorite. Yeah. How about restaurant? Go oh. to restaurant. Favorite restaurant in Missoula? Date night is always Depot. Uh, love the atmosphere. I love the drinks. Love everything. Yeah. Um, what, do you, the, what do you order when you go there? Oh, I always order a steak filet. But my husband used to work there in college, and which is a good sign that he still goes there and takes yeah. me there for date night, I would say. But he always gets the like blackened prime rib. So the prime rib is like a staple. Yeah. So I always have a couple bites of that. But yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Uh, what zip code? Do you live in five? Well, I've lived in a few since I've lived here, but five, nine, eight, zero, four. Yes. No. You and I are the same. You got to give me a little bit. Uh, five, of, nine, eight, oh, three is the best a, zip code in Missoula. You got to give me a little nugs because your kids go to school. Yeah. Uh, five, nine, eight, oh, four is where it's at. It's, it's a country. Yeah. I feel like we're the country. Yeah. This isn't one of the questions, but you equestrian. Do you have horses? I do. Can we get Steven on one of your horses? Yeah. He loves horses. Yeah. Don't you, Steven? Yeah. I have two. I don't know if I'd put you on them. Yeah, no, we need. They're no, not like we need to make old, it happen. They're not like quarter. Make, let's grab the horses. camera. Let's they're get like, out there. They're like Ferrari horses. Yes. Get up and go. They're, no, they're Lamborghini horses. No. Okay, let's get that on the calendar. I want like a forty-year-old horse. Hey, I'm doing walk. this. You're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I grew up in Dillon, Montana, which is like horse people, Love you know, ranchers. But I, I was like towny a city yeah. kid and i just like i am terrified they're so big <laughs> towny i've never heard that term that's what the that's what they call them that's what they call i'm a towny that's awesome yeah have that's you done what... the rap pod no i have not i've done it three times have you right yeah yeah it's a good one okay so i feel like i really know dylan yeah i feel like if you know rap pod it's a big bike race yeah mm. so if you know that it's you like know dylan. i just know the taco bus taco bus and... oh the taco bus. that's all i know is that still there yes mouth is drooling Oh. That's arguably the best restaurant in Montana. Did you grow up eating that? Yes. It was actually a block away from my house. Oh, I love Dylan. It's yeah. so charming. 
Yeah, it's a good, it's a, good it's a good spot. Good fishing. Uh, and then the other thing, yeah. And then the other thing, people, this is the Missoula podcast, not the Dylan podcast, but uh, <laughs> Patagonia Outlet. That's the other thing I get. Um, that's you know. great. But anyways, that all said. Anyway, we got to get you on a horse. Yeah, we're getting you on a horse. Oh, we are. Mm-hmm. So, Don't moving, worry. Yeah, moving on. Next question. Um, what's the weirdest thing about Missoula to you? The weirdest thing about Missoula? Okay. This might... I don't want to offend anybody. The weirdest thing to me, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia originally. I grew up with the most diverse ethical, like ethnicity backgrounds, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we had, I had friends that were all different races, religions, like here, it mm. is not that diverse. And I struggle with that raising kids here. Sure. Um, because I came from such a diverse, yeah. um, you know, so that's something that's talked about in our home a lot. But I think mm-hmm. that that's the weirdest thing. Um, I I don't know why, but there's a lot of white people here. Yeah. Am the, I allowed to say that on your podcast? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. That's the truth. There um, is a lot of white people here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you love most about Missoula? Mm, the people. I love the people because it's a college town and the the average age I think is like 37, which I think is super cool and Mm -hmm. inspiring. Um, I love it that we literally have a playground in our backyard. Like we can walk out our back door and just go hike up a mountain. Is the average age really 37? I think so. I thought that's might be an old statistic, but don't quote Uh, me on on the other side. It's pretty cool. Oh, me too. How how does it feel? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Leland, is there a, specific i'm asking questions that's fine go ahead we're not going back and forth Um, you're good is there a specific book or author or something like in that vein that has made the most impact in your life like whether that be business or family or spiritual whatever that may be so i never ever was a reader ever growing up like in my 20s 30s and i recently just got into it because I'm in the car so much. Um, and my business partner, Emily McEnroth. Hi, Emily. I love you. Um, she is very into reading and like self-help books and, and all this stuff. And let's be honest, I'm in my 40s now. And I'm like, okay, what now? Like I need, you know. So um, I've been doing a lot of Audible when I've been driving. Um, I don't, on, offhand specifically a book. Um, I just, I love self-help books. Um, I love like real documentaries um, anything that I can relate to. This isn't one of our questions, but have you thought about writing a book, a self-help book? I mean, you have faced adversity, challenges, yeah. have overcome so many obstacles. Have you thought about? You are, I already have the name of my book. Yeah. Do I don't want, know if Do you I, want to reveal it now or do you want to um, keep it? Yeah. Well, so no. Yeah. I, 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 it's something that I thought about. I'd yeah. probably have to have a ghostwriter because I'm just, my brain is always like so crazy to actually carp compartmentalize it in a small book, I think would be hard, but, um, not so cookie cutter. And what that stems from is my life growing up and all the struggles and challenges I had and my mother had and my brother and sister, um, um, and my dad and his drug use and all that stuff. Um, and then really transforming our lives into not a cookie cutter life. We're not perfect, but a life that we are super proud of. And so I live my life and I want to be relatable to young girls, young boys, you know, that are also struggling and that it's okay on the other side and you can get through it. I love it. So, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to write it or when I'm going to have time, maybe when the kids are in college, but 
we're going to, obviously this is recording. We're going to save this. We're going to send this to you and remind you every year. Sweet. To write I like your, it. To write your book. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. So we are up to you get from Alaska mm-hmm. to Missoula. Is that when your real estate career starts? It is not. So um, I had another baby, my second William, um, and I did the mom thing. I still do the mom thing, of course, but I just, um, my whole life was put into those two boys when they were babies. And um, my husband's medical practice, um, he needed some help, kind of like on the creative side, the billing side, the management side. Right. So I dove into that and I did that for about seven years. Um, and that after that, when my husband had his, uh, you know, his feet on the ground, that is when I was like, okay, it's my turn. So I lived our, the first part of our marriage, taking care of our boys and really helping him start his career. Yeah. And then why real estate? I was totally that little girl. This sounds maybe a little creepy and cliche, but I was totally that little girl that like rode my bike just at dusk through n- neighborhoods. Um, and there, when the lights would come on in houses and I would like peer through people's windows, not because I'm creepy. That's so creepy. But I <laughs> sounds so creepy. But I would love when I say peer, look at look through yeah. people's and I loved architecture. I would stand in their yards and yeah. <laughs> okay, now be nice, Brandon. <laughs> he's the he's the mean one. I love obviously. it. You can be mean. I'll give it back to uh, him. Um, I loved like, um, you know what people did with their homes, um, architecture. Um, I loved how they decorated them and um I think a home is such a sense of security. And it was for me. Mm-hmm. And so um that's one thing I loved. I've always loved architecture. Always. Never wanted to be an architect though. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah. So that's kind of as a little girl, that's kind of where it transpired. Um and then I got a little a broker that I, Mike and I were working with at the time said, you know, you'd be really good at this. And I was like, well, I'm like breastfeeding my babies. I always have spit up on me. I'm tired. Um, you know, I'm helping my husband with his medical practice, but one day yeah. and one day I made it happen. That's amazing. Yeah. What was the biggest challenge when you got into it other than trying to run your family? Like oh, in yeah. the beginning, Yeah. what was the uphill battle? Well, just like any sales industry, um, you know, there it is perceived as so glamorous and i think that's why a lot of people get into real estate but it is really really tough to get your foot in the door um so i think my biggest thing um and my strengths were nobody's going to push me around nobody's going to tell me that i can't do this um i am allowed to be at this table just like everybody else because everybody else in real estate starts just where i had started mm-hmm. right um i had a plan I literally walked into my first day, opened the door, and I was like, hey, I'm Leland. Like, I'm not. And everyone was just like, I hate, you know, typing on their computers. Um, and so I realized this is a cutthroat industry really quickly. And so um, I started my career with not that attitude. I started my career with like, all right, this is a great way where I can connect with community you know, I went down a deep dive and really looked into what people weren't doing in the real estate industry. Not a lot of people were on social media when I started. Mm -hmm. So that is really when I started my career. I felt like I just put myself out there. I was super transparent, honest. I didn't care what anybody thought about me. And then the leads just started coming in. Mm -hmm. Girls, men, families started relating to my content. 
and they would message me and be like, hey. You put out a ton of content. and A ton. I think great content, quality content, um, thousands of followers. We talked about earlier this morning, like almost pushing 30,000 mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Thanks. And that takes work to create content and continue to be in front of people. I also really admire and be authentic. what you're doing there. And, yeah. and Cause you can tell authentic. Yeah. Yes. I can tell you're authentic. Yeah. Thanks. And you can tell when people aren't. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing you go. There's so many real estate brokers and agents out there that are a different person when they go to a listing appointment or they go to a buyer's appointment, they are a different person than who they really are. And I just, that's just yeah. so yuck to me. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. There's going to be people that hate you. There's going to be people that love you. And those people that are not for you, there's going to be another agent for them. You know, um, I think that's the saddest thing I see in the industry, honestly. Yeah. So what, what is some of the things, I mean, other than being authentic with your content that you've done that has really worked for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there, do you have like a formula? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not a formula. Um, I, I, I would say this maybe might be good for all the new agents out there. Um, like your wife, who I admire very much is to always make yourself look busy. And you guys can probably relate to this, right? Even when you're not busy, you go to that office and you make yourself busy and you record it. And, you know, when I first started now, I don't have that problem. So I think just, um, you know, putting yourself out there, um, try to do things that other people aren't doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of repetitive. Like when you follow a real estate agent, do you really want to see like sold under contract, like in just homes? No, they want to see you in your life. Yeah. So show my horses a lot. Um, I do a realtor outfit of the day, which is hilarious. I have a huge following for that. Yeah. That's what my wife loves. <laughs> that you Dangerous, do. right? <laughs> yes. Um, I know. And it's, it's getting expensive. Thank you. <laughs> I love fashion. It's a creative outlet for me yeah. and social media is too. It's, it's fun. So that's, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about your brokerage Yeah, that oh. you, you have and like, what do you guys, what's your focus and, and how are you guys going about it? Yep. So we have a team. Um, my business partner is Emily McEnroth and, um, I'm sure you guys have heard her name. She is born and raised here. Um, she's been in real estate way longer than I have. Um, it is an absolute dream that I get to um, stand next to her. When I first started in real estate, I was like, I always like looked up to her. Mm. So the fact that we are, we call each other sister wives. Cause, and then we have an assistant, Taylor, who's not really an assistant. She's like holds the glue together. Like you're. She's Nick. Yeah, yeah Nick. You, you get it. So, um, you, yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say we're a new team. We've been a team for a little bit over a year. I think. Everybody wanted to see us fail, and it is not going to happen. We are sisterhood. Um, we are all very different. We all bring something to the table. And the one commonality we all have is that, um, you know, we are moms. We have families, and we do this. You know, obviously, we have to make money and all that stuff, but the love of architecture, the people, and the stories, and also helping people because real estate is not glamorous. It's no. not. Sometimes it can be. But it really, I mean, we deal with estates, deaths, divorces, affairs, two people that don't talk to each other and we're trying to, you know, find a common ground. Um, murders. We've been in a couple of houses where there's been some mm. of that and um, hoarding situations. I mean, just it will humble you to the core. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I have to hear my wife talk about one more buy sell agreement or contract, <laughs> I'm going to. 
lose it. So the I legal know. contracts. Oh, but that's God. the boring part. Yeah, that is uh, yeah. not a fun side. Um, I love I love what you guys are obviously doing, yeah. and it sounds like you're you're getting some things going. You're in. That's that's exciting. I'm wondering your love of design that got you in. Yeah. Have you been able to really see that? through in what you're doing in your business or is that something that you want to get into more as yeah. you, as you go on? That's a great question. I think, you know, there, during the summer we, we work 12 hour days, you know, we wake up at 7am, 6am, get the kids, you know, off to what they need to go to. And we get, I get home at night at 10 or 11 at night some nights. And so, um, with that being said, we try our best to incorporate things that we're also good at. So we do stage our houses that need to be staged because there are statistics out there that say if house is staged or if the little accessory is here or over yeah. there, it will sell faster and for more money. So, um, yeah, we're all in. We have a little warehouse that has furniture in it. And it's kind of a huge pain in the butt because we haven't hired anybody yet to, like, actually bring the furniture over. So our good old husbands and we got our trucks and I've used my horse trailer before. And yeah, it's, it's quite fun, but a lot of work, a lot of work to furnish a house. I really like and admire how you're using your story. I mean, for you as a kid, home was a safe place Yeah, and how your story really is all your marketing today. Like you're not just trying to sell another home, you're selling safe places. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Well, and I think, yeah. And I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I think, you know, finances and money will come if you just put your, like you guys, like you put your heart into something and, um, you don't think about the money, Mm -hmm. the money will come. You Mm -hmm. just take care of the people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I, as you look back over your story and Brandon alluded to, you know, that security that was missing in your child and mm-hmm. now you're helping people get security and you love homes. Is there any other like life lessons that is going to be in your book? Obviously, I don't want to ruin that. <laughs> um, that has really helped you and your husband just build this life that uh, maybe you didn't even think was possible at one point. Maybe you've given up hope ha- on. Absolutely. I mean, I think coming from absolutely nothing and having to build a work ethic and having to have relationships and having to, you know, um, have this commonality that when I go into um, a trailer, let's say, and, um, you know, I'm selling a trailer home or selling something like a hoarding situation, I get it. I can relate because I didn't come from two perfectly married parents that made millions of dollars a year. So I think that's one thing that Mike and I have always, you know, really kind of grasped around. And as parents too, taught our kids that you got to work hard. Yeah. You know, people always ask me, you're married to a doctor. Why do you work? I'm like, because that is ingrained into my body. Yeah. You know, giving back. Yeah. And you watched your mom. You yeah. Know, like that's what moms do. Yeah. Right? And she just retired. I'm oh, so happy for her. Congrats. She's remarried and like has an amazing life now. But... She married a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> an attorney actually. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, but, uh, she, uh, she just retired. I'm so, so proud of you. That's Love awesome. you mom. Yeah. Um, what's next for Leland? What's, what's on the horizon? What are your new goals, dreams, aspirations? Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I, um, um, work-wise, um, Emily McEnroth and I have something very powerful and, um, we have so many goals, but they're not financial goals. We came from a place where, you know, you need to do better. You need to sell more, da, 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 And it just beats you down after a while. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys can relate mm-hmm. to that yes. after what we talked about. Um, and so um, 
our goal is to continue to do what we love and that's sell a load of real estate and also be there for our families and not miss a wink of our kids growing up. Come on. It's um, awesome. Love it. The great thing about Emily and I, if her kids are sick, I'm like, girl, I've got you. If my kids are sick, girl, I've got you. Or I need a week vacation, I've got you. So our partnership is really, really special um, and admirable and right it for the long haul. Um, and we just want to keep, you know, helping people in Missoula um, and, you know, moving forward with that. So. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that and refreshed to hear that because the little that I've seen into the real estate world, I know it's a grind. And there's also this pressure of work 70 hour weeks, work 80 hour weeks, work nine. And that's, yeah. you definitely have to do that. But it, I've seen a lot of agents do that at the cost of their family and not spending time with their kids. Sure. And you're building this big, huge empire. And yeah. then you forget that yeah. you like kids grew up and didn't have a relationship with their dad or mom. So I just want to say thank you yeah. for doing that, yeah. you know, Thanks. and uh, for modeling that specifically for my wife, <clears throat> yeah. you know, who's new to the industry. You, you do model that well, like your social media. We talked Thanks. about a minute ago, the authenticity. I know a handful of agents that their social media is, they're living <laughs> the life, but I also know them off of social media. Mm -hmm. They're not living the life. Mm -hmm. um, and th there's others out there that generally care about their families and are invested in, in doing things right. Uh, but I think you model that so well and, earlier you you said something on the lines of hey maybe young agents can learn from this my hope would I be the one thing i hope young agents can learn is the work-life balance of understanding you've, you've got a family and you're a mom or a dad and um, they have room at the table that's the biggest I love thing that. i love that you said that you have yeah. a seat at the table everyone's yeah. welcome in my uh, eyes it's huge um i sold i it wasn't last year but the year before i sold around 40 million dollars and I closed on Missoula's biggest residential sale to date still. It was listed at 16 million. I was going to ask you, what's the largest sale you've, you've had? Yeah. 16 million. Um, I guess we can dive into that. Yeah. 16 million. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's kind of a cool story. I don't know how much time we have. Um, <laughs> I know. But um, uh, it was, I actually got a listing appointment for this listing. It's 106 acres between Patty Canyon and um, the South Hills. Um, kind of, if you like look up there, it's like all that bare land. Um, and I had a listing appointment for it. The family was ready to move on. Um, they had kind of, they, they're from Missoula and wanted to move to another state. And I lost the listing appointment and I was devastated because I had, um, strategically, you know, knew everything about this property. I studied it for like two and a half months. So when I lost the listing appointment, I was like, screw that. I'm going to sell it. And so long story short, um, I believed in myself and I went after it and I sold it. I represented the buyers and now it is um, a, about a $270 million development. Wow. Yeah. So it took a year and a half to close. So I worked on it for a year and a half. Um, my buyers are the most incredible people in the entire world. They're so smart. They're amazing. They want what's best for Missoula. I got a lot of hate yeah. when mm -hmm. I sold that and it came out. Um, but, um, it was when that housing crisis happened and we didn't have any housing and, um, they're going to do some amazing things. And, um, you know, I'm so proud of them. I just adore them. So mm. it's yeah. been fun. And then Emily and I have another development, um, Freestone Homes, Montana, which is off of Kona Ranch Road. And that's a, another 200,000 or 200 million plus development. So. Yeah, it's got some big things happening. Yeah, and they're long-term. They're like 10, yeah. 15, 20 years. Like think about like 44 Ranch yeah. or the Ranch Club, right? right? right. 
So um, we're do you little- prefer working on those? I know because obviously the yeah. premiums higher. Premium, that's not the right word. That's what we use in our industry. Um, the sale price is higher, but all the stress that goes into it and how long that goes, or do you like the quick, simple? We do it all. Any? We like it all. I feel like someone right now, her husband's on a podcast saying like, uh, I, I married a real estate agent. <laughs> like, it used to My be, husband, it used to be yeah. we married doctors. doctors. Now it's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Totally. And he's, and we both bring so much to the table in yeah. our family, but he's mm. like, it's really cool because he can take a day off and go fishing or, you know. Right. Yeah, it's not all How much him. are your kids involved in the two businesses and learning how yeah. business operates, learning about well, I th- the future? I, like, I think this thing, which is the biggest thing for all kids, is seeing their parents hustle and yeah. work really hard. Yeah. Like, you know, mom, can you pick me up from school? I'm like, no, we live four blocks. You can walk. But mom, it's cold. I'm like, sorry, I'm at work, you know. Um, but with that being said, we have this like work, back to work life balance. We hustle during the day and then we have a family dinner every night and we are there for our kids. But to answer your question, awesome. I mm-hmm. kind of tend to go off on yeah, tangents. Um, absolutely. I mean, they know what we do. Um, we're kind of going through it with our eighth grader right now. I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's like, I hate school. Why do we need to go to school? You know, maybe you're not, but that's no. what we're dealing no, with. That's normal. And I'm yep. like, this is why you guys you, like you have to go to school and you you don't necessarily have to go to college i'm not always all for college yep. like if that's not for you and you want to go to a trade school or whatever that's fine but you know this is where you need to be right now in your life mm. and we did it too so wow well leland you were incredible if our listeners want to learn more about your brokerage and, and your life and, and you know how you do business where can they find you on the socials you can find me anywhere and I'll be there for you. Um, my social media is at Montana Dream Home. Same with Facebook, which Facebook is, I feel like is kind of dying a little bit. It's for old people. That's what I'm told. I'm, my kids, I'm I know, old. That's us. I still like it too. That's us. I know. Um, and then um, my cell phone number, call me. Any real estate needs you have, hey, if you need me to feed your horses for you because you can't get off work, I'll go do it. 406-207-2727. And my business partner is at Selling Big Sky, Emily McEnross. I don't know her number by heart, but I love it. I don't even know my wife's phone number by heart. I well it's honestly, I don't think I know. It's just programmed. Everything is programmed. Yeah, and I don't, why should we? Do you know Kaylee's number? And yeah. she makes Kaylee. She, she lets me know about <laughs> yeah, it. No, too. it's, it's she knows same, mine. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I know. My wife knows mine. I'm in the exact same boat. <laughs> totally. It's funny. Um, no, Leland, thank you for this. My uh, two takeaways are one for your well-being. We need a Nordstrom in Missoula. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, we're going to get Steven on a horse soon. Yeah. What about you? Oh, no, 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 this is, this isn't about me. This is about, oh, okay. it's about you too. Yeah. We'll find something that he yeah. doesn't like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll push it. Oh, no, being on a horse scares me. I was on a horse a couple of years ago for like 20 minutes and it was you guys should check out my so horse videos intimidating okay. it's crazy so like intimidating. exposure therapy just watch your horse videos no yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll a talk little about more. it i'm okay. like steven I'm, I'm a townie uh, yeah I'm, I'm starting to sweat just thinking I know. about really? it intimidates I'll, I'll me you guys are the most so, humbling majestic animals so scary really yes there's yes yeah hey i'm yeah. five three and 140 pounds i do and i ride some big ferraris so okay. you guys would be fine, but they can, f- they can they, smell, they and can feel, feel the a fly land on them. 
they can and shake it off so they can feel your heartbeat. So just don't be nervous. That's, the um, fear. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for our video of when we try to ride a horse with Leland. Okay. We'll make it oh, happen. I'm, okay. You promise? We'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm Wait, in. I'm shaking. Almost. I'm in. Ah. Don't spill your water. Let's do it. Okay. We'll do it. Yay. Awesome. Leland, thank you for being here. Thank Fabulous you. conversation. Appreciate you. you. And, yeah. yeah. We'll see you around. You guys are doing some awesome work. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Okay. What's up, Missoula? This is Nick Bala, producer of the Missoula Podcast. We truly appreciate you hanging out with us as we dive into the stories that make our city special. If you could do us a quick favor and follow the show wherever you are listening, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, maybe you're watching on YouTube, so hit that little subscribe button. It really helps us out. Head on over to www.themissoulapodcast.com for more information, and we'll see you next week.